Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire on this Thursday, July 22nd. My name is Savannah Hernandez here with you guys for the next hour as we rapid fire through all of this information regarding what's going on in America. And as you guys can tell by today's show title, we're asking the very important question, is America going back into lockdown? Now, one, I want to say and point out as well in this show that Republicans are just as bad as Democrats and they are complicit in the fact that we are about to go back into a lockdown. And we're also going to be focusing in on Joe Biden's absolute wreck. That was his CNN town hall last night. We're going to be playing a couple of videos about that and, you know, check in on America's leader, see how things are going on that front. And we're also going to be covering the new term that I see various politicians and also media now using, and that is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we have a lot to get into today, and I'm going to start right off with the Republicans in office right now and how they're handling this entire situation with America, because oftentimes we on the conservative side. We love to say, well, uh, you know, conservatives are great. Liberal, it's really liberals. It's really Democrats that are the problem here in America, but it's not. It's Republicans and it's Democrats. Okay. We need to stop dividing ourselves, uh, based on political parties when both political parties are just as bad as the other. So we're always constantly talking about Democrats. Well, today we're coming for Republicans starting off with one of the worst. And that is good old Mitch McConnell. Now, Mitch McConnell came forward and talked about, um, his thoughts on basically a second lockdown and America going into a second lockdown if we needed to go into one and uh, his thoughts on the vaccine. So let's go ahead and uh, listen to that right now. Thoughts need to get in everybody's arm as rapidly as possible. But we're going to be back in a situation in the fall that we don't yearn for that we went through last year. The way to defeat getting back into the position we were last year is to get vaccinated. This is not complicated. 97% of the people who are in the hospital now for COVID are unvaccinated. So if there's anybody out there willing to listen, get vaccinated. So there you guys go. That was Mitch McConnell. But it's not only Mitch McConnell who has been, uh, you know, repeating this rhetoric of, hey, we're going back into a second lockdown if you guys don't uh, obey all of these rules in regards to what's going on in our country right now. We also have America's governor, okay, Ron DeSantis. He was like our last line of defense. He was the one politician that a lot of people still rallied behind. But we even have Ron DeSantis now coming forward and uh, saying the exact same rhetoric. So let's go ahead and give his his opinion on the vaccine, a quick listen. Important thing with the data. If you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, the chance of you getting seriously ill or dying from COVID is effectively zero. If you look at the people that are being admitted to hospitals, uh, over 95% of them are either not fully vaccinated or not vaccinated at all. And so these vaccines are saving lives they are reducing mortality okay so you guys can go watch the rest of that video on your own but that is the point that i wanted to touch on right there ron DeSantis saying that these vaccines are saving lives he's coming forward and he's saying this as a definitive statement now i want to point out a couple of things and that one is number one now he's coming forward and saying that these vaccines save lives without wanting to discuss all of the people who have had adverse reactions to this adverse side effects whose lives have been permanently changed because they have uh, you know bell's palsy or they're in a wheelchair 
healthcare now because their immune system attacked their body after they were injected. Nobody wants to talk about that. Also, let's talk about this 95% of uh, COVID hospitalizations are of people who are unvaccinated. Okay, well, let's look at the number of COVID hospitalizations because no one seems to want to be bringing forth that number. What is the number of people being hospitalized for COVID now versus a year ago? And also in regards to these vaccinations, what I want to say that's so interesting to me is how we're putting all of our faith and hope into this vaccine when in reality, COVID has been here, you know, with us for over what, like a year and a half now? We've been dealing with it. And if you look at the natural ebb and flow of diseases, they go up, they go down. And I feel like we're in a period right now because it, it was already infected so many people here in America and across the world. A lot of people already have natural immunity to it. A lot of people got it. They have the antibodies. A lot of people didn't even get it. Uh, I am one of those people. I got tested for COVID because I had to get tonsil surgery last year. And I went to every single protest and rally I could uh, during 2020 for all of the anti-lockdown protests to the BLM and Antifa riots. I flew across the country. I was on airplanes. I didn't wear a face mask at all. And again, I didn't get COVID. So maybe I'm a rare special case, but how come we're not looking at, again, the natural course of a disease and how it affects the world, how it affects the nation? We're putting all of our faith and hope into these vaccines. And again, this isn't just Democrats who are pushing us back into lockdown number two or threatening us if we don't get vaccinated. It's now Republicans. It's now your favorite Republicans, like the, again, governor of America, supposedly Ron DeSantis. So that is where we're at in America right now. But let's go ahead and check in on America's leader, President Joe Biden. Now, he had a town hall with CNN last night. And if you read their tweet, you would think that it went great. They write in his CNN town hall, Biden tackled COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy and misinformation and delivered some tough economic love as he discussed pressing issues. Now, if you read this tweet, it's like, okay, wow. So Joe Biden articulately brought forth all of these, um, you know, misinformation. He, he debunked a lot of things. He talked about vaccine hesitancy. He did a great job. Well, let's actually go ahead and take a peek at how this town hall went, because uh, good Lord, it was a mess. Let me tell you guys. And we're going to watch this entire 40 second clip because a lot of people worry about the absolute state of Joe Biden's mental health. And, you know, liberals often say and Democrats as well say, why do you guys try to fear monger and say that Joe Biden is incoherent? What's going on? Well, let's go ahead and listen to a quick 40 seconds from Joe Biden's town hall in regards to him trying to explain this COVID he vaccine hesitancy and misinformation. Let's listen. And it's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you you're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it's going to be, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means you mean for the FDA for the FDA. Yeah. That's underway. So there you guys go.
John Lemon literally had to jump in at the end of this to basically say, is this what you actually meant to say, Joe Biden? Because what the hell was that? Joe Biden mumbled and bumbled his way through that entire explanation because he has no idea what he's talking about. The, the man barely knows where he is. So that is just, you know, the leader of the free world, the leader of the United States of America right there at CNN's town hall. And if you thought that was bad, well, it gets a lot worse. Uh, we also had Joe Biden give his own two cents in regards to the COVID vaccine and how effective they are. So let's go ahead and give that a quick listen too, because, you know, President of the United States speaking to 330 million people in this country. Let's see what Joe Biden had to say. Shots that people are getting now cover that. They're they're, okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. The, The various shots that people are getting now uh-huh. cover that uh-huh. they're they're you're okay you're not gonna you're not gonna get covid if you have these vaccinations interesting that's an interesting one because uh again just to reiterate for you know anyone i know what a lot of times people say they can't hear the videos and whatnot so what joe biden just said is that if you have the vaccination you will not get covid interesting Very interesting. And I'm so glad that CNN highlighted that Joe Biden's town hall did a great job of combating vaccine misinformation and COVID misinformation. And in that same town hall, Joe Biden immediately came forward and said that if you have the COVID vaccine, you can't get COVID anymore. Let's see if that's really true. We're going to delve into it with the CDC zone data and also the Texas Democrats who just left the state last week. But I want to talk to before we get into that about this news, this new phrase that I keep seeing from various politicians and the media, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Now, I first saw this from Gavin Newsom, good old Gavin, governor of California, who is being recalled because he has done such a bad job leading his state. He tweeted out today, we're experiencing a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The vaccine is free. The vaccine can save your life. Don't wait. But it's not just Gavin Newsom who's talking about the unvaccinated being the problem in society. We also have Lena Hidalgo, who is a county judge here in Texas, who says we're no longer helpless victims of COVID-19. If you're, again, keyword right there, unvaccinated by choice, you're enabling this virus. If you're spreading false information, you're enabling instead of helping us fight back. 99.5% of COVID deaths in Texas are unvaccinated. And then finally, we also have to this story that's been trending on uh, Twitter, which is absolutely hilarious. And it's this Alabama doctor who apparently said, I'm sorry, but it's too late. And she's had to say that to her, her patients who are coming into the hospital and dying from COVID. This was the quote an Alabama doctor said on treating unvaccinated dying COVID patients. And let's just go ahead and read into some of the news that's being pushed right now. And uh, keep in mind too, before I read this, this entire news article was based off a Facebook post. Let's read. I'm admitting young, healthy people to the hospital with very serious COVID infections, wrote Cobia, a hospitalist at Grand View Medical Center in Birmingham, Alabama, in an emotional Facebook post on Sunday. One of the last things they do before they they're intubated is beg me for the vaccine. I hold their hand and I tell them that I'm sorry, but it's too late. 
They cry and they tell me they didn't know. They thought it was a hoax. They thought it was political. They thought because they had a certain blood type or a skin color, they wouldn't get as sick. They thought it was just the flu, but they were wrong. And they wish they could go back, but they can't. Now, this is an entire news article written out of a Facebook post. And I'm going to go ahead out on a limb here and say that this did not happen because this is absolutely ridiculous. She's intubating these people. And the last thing they're begging for is the vaccine. And she holds their hand and tells them, I'm sorry, but it's too late. I was reading a lot of the comments in this thread and even the liberals who have gotten vaccinated are like, okay, I'm sorry, but this sounds too perfect to be a real story. But there you go. That is the news nowadays. They see a Facebook post from a doctor who knows if they even went in and, you know, actually followed up with this doctor and said, did this actually happen? Did they go and find the family of the person who allegedly said this? Did they do any real journalism behind this? No, apparently people are, you know, screaming to the heavens to her, though, that they thought because of their skin color, they weren't going to get sick. Because remember, uh, apparently COVID only attacks black people and minorities. I'm sorry, what? That doesn't make any sense. But let's talk about why a lot of people right now are probably confused about whether or not you can still catch or even spread COVID if you have the vaccine. Now, this is CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky from back in March of this year. Let's go ahead and see what, again, CDC Director had to say about the COVID vaccination and catching and spreading COVID-19 from March of this year, 2021. Let's go ahead and give this a quick listen. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. Okay. So there we go. Again, CDC director back in March of 2021 saying that vaccinated people do not get COVID. They don't get sick. They're not going to spread it. So um, I, I wonder why a lot of people are, you know, getting very confused about what's going on in our society today. Also, we had the president of the United States at his town hall last night uh, repeating that same exact rhetoric. Uh, but it's really weird that we're seeing stories like this come out, uh, especially after the CDC said that, especially after Joe Biden said that if you're vaccinated, you cannot catch or spread COVID. Well, what about the Texas Democrats who fled the state last week in an attempt to block a voter or a GOP voter bill, which again would just institute actual voting laws in our state? This is from Axios, sixth Texas Democrat in D.C. test positive for COVID. A sixth member of the Texas Democratic delegation that fled their state for D.C. Um, has tested positive for COVID-19. Now, uh, apparently, one of the representatives said that out of all 55 members of the delegation, they had been observing CDC guidelines, adding, we're grateful that 100 percent of us were vaccinated in advanced. And on, and on top of these six Texas Democrats who were fully vaccinated, not only catching covid, but spreading it. Well, on top of that, they also um, again. Super spreader event. Their trip was slammed as that because a Biden aide or a White House official and then a Pelosi aide also caught COVID uh, after their trip to Washington, D.C. Very interesting how that happened when, again, the CDC themselves came forward and said that if you are vaccinated, that you can't catch or spread COVID, even though fully vaccinated Texas Democrats both caught COVID and then spread it throughout Washington, D.C., so I guess by Twitter and big tech's own rules, Joe Biden now needs to be banned from the platform entirely for spreading COVID vaccine misinformation by saying that if you're vaccinated, you can't get or spread COVID. 
And again, if that isn't enough of an example of how much the media lies to us, and I was thinking about this earlier, and the reason that the media does do this and politicians continue to lie to us and continue to keep us confused is because they know that the average middle American is the backbone of the economy. They're going to work every day. They're making sure that America is still running. They don't have time to sit down every every single day for 10 hours and sift through all of this political misinformation and propaganda and go back a year and find all of these clips of how many times the CDC has lied to us, how many times Dr. Fauci has lied to us, all of the studies that have said that face masks are not good for you, that they are contributors to hypoxia, that children have had pathogenic bacterias on their face masks, that all of these studies have been conducted, that people have gotten vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccination and have had a severe adverse reactions and side effects and sometimes even death, the average American doesn't have time to go and look into all of that. And the media knows that, which is why they continue to push this propaganda. So that way they stay confused and then feel like, oh, well, the only way I'm going to be saved is if I take the vaccine and if I don't take it, I'm selfish. And then big tech swoops in and says, hey, anybody who's willing to sift through all of our lies and highlight and show all of the hypocrisy, we're going to kick you off of social media. We're going to kick you off out of the public space so that no one can hear the truth and nobody knows what's actually going on in this country. Again, getting back to vaccinated people who are catching and spreading COVID, the Foo Fighters decided that they were only going to be giving vaccine vaccinated um, concerts. Okay. So concerts for people who were vaccinated only. However, their vaccine only concert has already been canceled due to one of their fully vaccinated band members getting COVID. Absolutely hilarious. Just that's karma right there. But luckily for us, you know, not every single person in the music industry, specifically in rock and roll still understands, you know, the, the beginnings of rock and roll and the beginnings of being a rebel. Uh, Eric Clapton said that he refuses to play venues if vaccinations are required. And I decided to use this New York Post tweet to highlight this story because the New York Post uh, put the article up, but they wrote in the actual tweet, despite his hot takes on coronavirus propaganda, and they put propaganda in quotes, the 76-year-old rock star received his jab back in February. Now, what I want to highlight about this is that in the actual article, they don't say what his side effects were. They link you to what his side effects were and they'll say that, oh, well, he talked about it in um, the Rolling Stone, but they won't actually use the quote that he said to the Rolling Stone of, hey, I had my second jab of AstraZeneca and I have the exact quote here. The reactions were disastrous. My hands and feet were either frozen, numb or burning and pretty much just this for two weeks, I feared I would never play again. So the New York Post right here knows that the average, uh, you know, vaccinated person or person who's just listening to the media who does not have an attention span and who is not going to go and, you know, follow this entire path down to what happened to Eric Clapton when he did get vaccinated. The New York Post knows this. Okay, that is why they'll put the headline down below that Eric Clapton refuses to play venues if vaccinations are required. But they'll actually tweet that he was already jabbed back in February. But what they won't add in is why he will only play if vaccinations are not required. He will only play because he said that he doesn't want people to be discriminated against and also because he himself experienced such adverse side effects to the COVID vaccine himself that he feared he would never play the guitar again. So do you see how the media works? Do you see how all of this information is actually spread to everyone here in America? 
Now, going back to the general theme of today's show, is America going into a second lockdown? We heard Mitch McConnell threaten it. We heard Ron DeSantis say that everyone needs to get vaccinated. We see the CDC director saying that if you are vaccinated, you can't get COVID, you can't spread it, but actually you can. And then we see the president of the United States mirroring that exact same rhetoric. Well, This article just came out from the Daily Caller, and it says that health officials are laying the groundwork for vaccine mandates and passports very soon. Now, I have been talking about how we need to look to France, to the UK, to all of these foreign countries to understand what is coming to America. And here you guys go. Here is our first article saying that I don't know if it's the first one, but. In regards to all of the news this week and the huge push that we're seeing for everyone to be forced vaccinated, uh, this article is very telling of what will be coming within the next maybe a few weeks or next few months. So the debate surrounding mandatory coronavirus vaccinations has raged across the nation for months with several companies strongly encouraging the vaccine, but many stopping short of an official mandate. Things could soon change, however, once the FDA grants full approval to vaccines, according to public health experts. NBC News says, I think once the vaccines go through full FDA approval, everything should be on the table. And I think that everything will be on the table at the level of municipalities, states, employers, venues, government agencies. And that was Um, Again, an NBC quote from a former COVID-19 response coordinator for the Biden administration. That was Andy Slavitt. So uh, he basically, again, is saying that if the FDA grants those full approval for vaccines, federal agencies should require employees to get vaccinated, according to this report. So we again try to blow the whistle and say to look to these foreign countries for what is coming here to America. But We in America have been so complacent. And I see all of these like pro-freedom marches right now in going on in France. Uh, There were pro-freedom marches happening in the UK as well. But I really haven't seen a big movement here in the U.S. And why? It's because we in America are so spoiled and entitled that we think it will never come here. We read news articles like this and we say, hey, that'll never happen. Oh, for, you know, an entire six months before the election, we were all told that we wouldn't see the election results on on election night. Unheard of. That's not going to happen. It happens. And everyone's already been conditioned. So it's a commonplace and a normalcy. Same exact thing we're seeing with this. I'm reading the headlines to you guys. I'm talking about how forced vaccines are coming, uh, vaccine passports are coming. But because we are so complacent in this country, everyone just says, "Eh, yeah, it's happening over there. But would it really ever happen here in America? I mean, we have guns. It can't happen to us. Okay, okay. Now, also from the Hill today, White House considering push for masks. Okay, no, this is not an article from last year. This is an article from today. The White House is reportedly in talks with the CDC and other top administration officials on whether to push for updated mask guidance amid a surge in Delta variant infections across the country. Six people familiar with the discussions told the Washington Post that talks are still in the early stages, though officials said any updated guidelines on wearing masks could come directly from the CDC. So apparently right now under the CDC's current health guidelines, those Americans who are fully vaccinated do not have to wear masks in most settings, but federal mask mandates remain in place for airlines and other public forms of transportation. But we're already seeing now this push for people who are vaccinated to keep wearing masks. And uh, let me see if I can find this here uh, for you guys. Yeah, it's way back here. I have a bunch of news and I should have put this at the beginning. But basically, um, we had the American 
Pediatric Association come forward last week and say that children over the age of two years old should be masked regardless of vaccination status. So we're already seeing a push for this. We're already seeing, you know, Los Angeles. They said that if you're vaccinated, you still needed to wear face masks. And we're going to be seeing this again. I guarantee you in the next couple of months, the CDC will come out again and say that regardless of your vaccination status, because of the pandemic of the unvaccinated, we are going to have to uh, keep wearing our face masks. And you know what? That was that. Th- that was what I wanted to highlight in that article, too. I just closed it. Let me open it back up. In this Hill article, they use that exact quote, that this is a um, pandemic of the unvaccinated, and that's why they're having to update these guidelines. Yep, there it is right here. All right, hang on, guys. Let me just show you that right there. Again, Hill article from today, and there's that rhetoric that I was talking to you about, about from the mouth of Gavin Newsom and various other public officials. And also in this Hill article, the reported discussion comes as health officials have warned that the country is now facing a pandemic of the unvaccinated as areas with relatively low vaccination rates are now experiencing surges in coronavirus infections and hospitalizations. So there you guys go right there. That is that pandemic of the unvaccinated. Now, on top of this push for a second lockdown, remember what happened last year when we went into our first lockdown? The government absolutely obliterated our economy, destroyed small businesses. And last night in Joe Biden's town hall, a business owner asked him, hey, uh, you know, the industry is not looking good. Do you can you offer any help? I mean, what's going on? And basically, Joe Biden said, I'm not going to play the video. Uh, but Joe Biden's quote to this small business owner whose question was, how do you incentivize those that haven't returned to get back to work? He said, well, it's really going to be in a bind for a little while. And he goes on to say that if he wants to hire workers, he'll just have to pay a 15 hour minimum wage. And this same exact rhetoric was also echoed by Jen Psaki today during her press conference. Um, They're trying to say, hey, you know, if uh, you want to attract more workers, maybe you should pay more wages. Maybe the American business owners shouldn't be so selfish and elitist. Maybe you guys should be like the government and, uh, you know, pay people a minimum wage because we all know that our government officials are paid way more than a minimum wage. AOC, Nancy Pelosi, they're all living large in D.C. They're all, you know, living very, very luscious and lavish lives. But let's go ahead and listen to Jen Psaki's rhetoric today. Again, just another example of what Joe Biden is saying and his entire administration is saying to small business owners across America. Go ahead. Last night at the CNN Town Hall, the president was asked by a restaurateur about the worker shortage that the Commerce Secretary just called acute. She described it as a skills gap, uh, but the, the restaurateur said that he had, right now, job openings he can't fill. And he asked the president if there's anything that his administration can do to help him and his business. Presidents seem to struggle with an answer. Is there anything that his administration can do to help that restaurateur or people who are similarly situated with this acute worker shortage? Well, first, I I would say that we have already implemented and the money has gone out the door, is continuous to go out the door for our restaurant restabilization program, uh, something that was a part of the American Rescue Plan and helped many, many hundreds of uh, restaurants across the country stay open, reopen. And that was assistance that came from the American Rescue Plan uh, that the president signed into law. Um, I think what the president was noting is that uh, at this point in time, it's also a workers market. And uh, in some places, uh, it may be that you have to pay more wages in order to attract workers. 
Okay, so we're going to debunk this right now. And you know what? Someone in the chat just said half a day to my Chamorros that are actually watching my show. That is awesome. Half a day to my Chamorros in the chat. And let's go ahead and quickly now debunk Jen Psaki's just straight up and complete lies using Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden yesterday was talking about um, the trillion and, you know, the trillion dollar spending bills that they're pushing forward right now, because what I want to highlight is that there is no incentive for people to work right now because of government handouts. And Joe Biden actually was the one who uh, highlighted that himself last night in this town hall. So let's go ahead and listen to this clip from Joe Biden. All of this money into the economy, couldn't that add to... No, look, here's the deal. Moody's today, when our Wall Street firm, not some liberal think tank, said if we pass the other two things I'm trying to get done, we will, in fact, reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Because we're going to be providing good opportunities and jobs for people who, in fact, are going to be reinvesting that money back in all the things we're talking about driving down prices, not raising prices. And so it, it is, I, 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 I sincerely mean this. Prices are up now and they're up in, for example, you're in a position where you're trying to build a house, try to find two by fours and lumber. Well, guess what? People stop working, yeah, cutting lumber. They stopped doing it because they, their, their, their unemployment was so down. Was now so all of a sudden there's this need because people are coming back. And guess what? Instead of paying 10 cents, you're paying 20. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. It relates to what, in fact, is now needed because we're growing. Okay. So let me just highlight a couple of points here to my Americans out there who may not understand inflation. Number one, Joe Biden is trying to say that pumping our economy full of trillions or, you know, trillions of dollars of worthless money is going to help with inflation rates and it's going to help the economy. One, that's not how that works. And two, Joe Biden just outed himself and exposed himself by saying that, yes, the unemployment benefits for people were so good that people don't want to go back to work. And that's currently what's happening right now with small businesses. It doesn't matter if they're paying a $15 minimum wage because no one wants to go back to work anyway because they're making more money on government handouts and unemployment. The government is making people complacent And the government is handing out free money that has no value. And then all of the people who aren't working are taking the money that has no value that they got from the government. They're flooding it back into the economy and the price of everything is soaring. I don't know about you guys, but I've been to several restaurants since things have started opening back up. The service is absolutely terrible. Okay, servers should not be making $15 an hour. And I'm going to say that as somebody who previously served for four years out of my life. Okay, I used to be a server. I used to wait on tables and I know how to get good tips. And if you are a good worker and you have a good work ethic, I'm not saying you're not going to get stiffed on some tables and you're not going to get those tables who, you know, you give great service to, they're going to leave you $0. But if you are a hard worker and this goes to any industry in America, then you are going to make good money and it will pay off for you. But we as a society and the government has said, oh, well, it's it's not because of, uh, you know, us printing trillions of dollars and flooding it into the economy that there's inflation. It's because, uh, you know, it's because of COVID. That's why people are afraid to get back to work. No, it's not because of COVID. It's because they have no incentive or need to get back to work because the government is taking care of them and, you know, making socialism in our, our country a normalcy at this point. Now, I want to highlight, too, uh, I saw this heartbreaking video of a Las Vegas small business owner who was 
was speaking in front of uh, what I would imagine is her city council, um, talking about the realities of what life has been like for small business owners over the past year and what life will be like for them if we go into a lockdown again. So let's go ahead and watch this video because it's absolutely heartbreaking. And you guys need to hear the politicians in this country who keep small businesses from operating, paying their employees and paying their own bills. You know, the, the politicians who keep stopping this, they need to be the ones who are hearing this. So let's listen to this small business owner. Blood, sweat and tears ripped from me. I cannot, could not provide for my family. I got locked out illegally. No one helped me. I had to sell my whole cafe for $5,000. I am financially ruined. And then you made my son stay home, depressed, barely getting by. Shame, you guys, come on. I'm asking you. Four years of my blood, sweat, and tears ripped from me. I cannot, could not provide for my family. I got locked out illegally. No one helped me. So I just wanted to replay that beginning part because I'm sorry about the audio issues with the videos today, guys. One day I'll get my setup working correctly. Um, but I wanted to replay the beginning of that clip because she talks about how four years of her life were ripped away from her by the government. And then the government forced her kid to stay home. He was depressed. And then she had to sell her cafe, her dream for $5,000. So to all of the politicians right now threatening us with the second lockdown, that is your responsibility. And that is what you're doing. And I would also like to highlight too to Joe Biden and Jen Psaki who are saying, hey, if you want people to come work for you, just pay them $15 an hour. Well, how are we even going to, you know, get at the average American to go back to work and work these jobs when they're flooding our borders with illegal immigrants who will come in and take those jobs for half the price of an entitled American. Now, this is from Bill Mnugin today. He's still in Del Rio. He's been there since this past weekend, and I've been monitoring all of his reporting. And this is what's currently going on at our southern border. Now, more, more groups of migrants being walked through the border gate to a waiting Border Patrol van here in Del Rio this morning. This is one of several groups we've seen come through today. Our drone team in Rio Grande Valley says 300 plus have already crossed in La Jolla, Texas as of 9 a.m. And again, that is from Bill Mnugin today. And as you guys can see in this video, um, I've seen this for myself. These illegal immigrants, they just open the border wide open. They walk into our country. Border Patrol loads them into a truck and then ships them throughout America. So again, too, going back to the whole idea and concept of a second lockdown because of COVID, none of these migrants are being tested for COVID. They're being locked. They're being walked into our country, not locked up. The Americans are being locked up. They are being walked into our country. They're being flown throughout our country, given $2,000 checks, put on a plane, flown throughout America. They're not being tested for COVID. Also from Bill Mnugin earlier this week, apparently um, in the Rio Valley, COVID cases are up 900% with illegal immigrants down there. Also, what's going on at the border? Uh, apparently, this is an exclusive. Governor Abbott's promised Texas border barrier. It's a picture of some wire fencing. It's the first 1.5-mile stretch here in Del Rio. Yards from the Rio Grande. No trespass signs will be added. Migrants will be arrested on state charges if they cross. And I wanted to bring this up and highlight it because... We are now at a point in our country where states are having to take control of the border because the federal government just let the border be wide open. And now we have states having to charge these illegal immigrants who are criminally crossing into our country. They're charging them with state charges because they know federally the government is not going to do anything about it. 
Um, also, in one of these threads, uh, Alan West, who is running for governor against Greg Abbott, was actually at the border in Del Rio. And he talked about what he would do in this situation. And he said he would immediately call in the National Guard. He had so many, uh, you know, a lot more stronger opinions on what he would do in regards to the border than Greg Abbott has. Uh, again, Greg Abbott was at the border to go to a press conference with Donald Trump. But where has he been? What has he been doing? This is our southern border. And yes, I understand that. This is a crisis in itself from the federal government, but maybe we should be looking at our leadership in Texas, too, because we should be cracking down on this way harder. Now, this is another clip from this past Monday. Uh, Bill Mnuchin writes, it's getting a bit hectic here in Del Rio. A massive group of 300 plus migrants wants to be let into the U.S. He was saying that some migrant families were being let through, but adult men were trying to force their way through the gates and Border Patrol and troopers had to yell at them to get back. And there is that video right there of just hordes and hordes of people at the gate of our southern border waiting to be let into the U.S., he talks about how it's single adult men that are being let into the U.S. and are being taken into custody. And, uh, you know, he just keeps coming out with more and more of these videos of hundreds and hundreds of illegal immigrants crossing over. Um, in this one, he has 35 migrants being let through Del Rio. Um, I wanted to play this clip for you guys because he's talking about here where these illegal immigrants are coming from, because it's not just South America. It's not just Mexico. They're coming from all over the world because Joe Biden has told them, hey, if you want to come to America, come on over. We'll give you free health care. We'll give you free checks. We'll give you some work. And they will have work here in America. Why? Because the average American is collecting their government check. And then, all, you know, the illegal immigrants will come in and say, OK, well, I'm not going to, you know, if you want to pay me seven dollars an hour, I'll do that. Those are the people who are going to be getting the jobs here in America. So let's go ahead and watch this clip of where these illegal immigrants are coming from. Take a look at this. A lot oh, of young go. adult men being let through now. So every person who was just let through is a uh, appears to be a single adult male. Brian, if we can turn around really quick. I don't know if they're all with the same group. Let me try to ask them really quick. Hola, hablas okay. español, de donde son? De donde son? Ghana, Ghana. Ghana, you're from Ghana, okay. So there you guys go. This isn't just South American immigrants, you know, that are just fleeing their oppression and coming to America because of convenience, because we're right here. No, these are grown single men from Ghana, from Haiti, from Brazil, from all over the world, because Joe Biden has told every single person in the world, hey, America will come on in and we'll take your problems. We'll pay for you. No, don't worry about it at all. If we need more money, the Federal Reserve can just keep printing it. It's going to be great. This is Joe Biden's America. So, uh, again, Bill Mnugin says that other migrants in that group for, were also from Cuba and Venezuela, and many were telling him that they just want new lives in the United States. So we're watching right now the destabilization of America from the top down, I would say, because we all know that Joe Biden cannot form a coherent sentence. We made that clear with his town hall on CNN last night. The CDC does not know what they're talking about. All of these doctors who have, who have been tasked with guiding us through this pandemic have done nothing but lead us astray. Our intelligence agencies are completely corrupt. The FBI was actually tied to the uh, kidnapping, the alleged kidnapping of Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Remember that whole plot? Apparently, it was FBI agents who were entrapping Americans and uh, basically, you know, created that entire plot, entrapped Americans, okay, private American citizens in the plot, and then arrested them for it. So we're literally at the point where FBI agents are creating terroristic events 
and then setting up Americans for them and then trying to say that they saved America from the terrorist event that they created. That is America right now. But again, the actual domestic terrorists in our country are not white people. They're not the average American who is actually just trying to go and make a living. It's people like, again, the American Academy of Pediatrics who said this past Monday that children older than age two should wear masks regardless of vaccination status when U.S. schools reopen in the fall. That is what is being pushed on our children right now. We also have CNN pundits um, saying that exact same thing. Uh, Their quote was, every kid going to school should be masked, vaccinated or not. And I know this angers the people who have been vaccinated but we need to protect everyone. And again, they're using that rhetoric of, well, it's the unvaccinated's fault that we all have to wear masks. And so many people have actually used critical thinking skills and said, okay, how are you going to die from COVID if you're vaccinated? Why do I have to be vaccinated? And how am I going to kill you if you've already protected yourself? How does that make any sense? If I want to risk dying from COVID, that is my right to do so. And more importantly, I would like to add that the average person who actually cares about their health and doesn't want poison in their body, aka McDonald's, okay, unfiltered water, all of this junk food, all of the alcohol and tobacco and all of the bad things that are pushed on Americans that have gotten us to this point of being so unhealthy. If you look at the average healthy person, they spend probably tens of thousands of dollars every single year on gym classes, on breathing classes, on water filters, air filters, supplements, on making their body the best that it can be and working on their health internally and taking responsibility for their health. And now the government wants to come in and say, hey, I know you spend tens of thousands of dollars every single year keeping your body in perfect health. So that way, when a new virus does spread, you may or may not get sick. And if you do get sick, guess what? Your your natural immunity and the fact that you're a healthy individual and you're not obese, you'll be able to get over it. Well, we know that you've been taking care of your healthy body, but all the other obese Americans who don't want to take personal responsibility, well, they're now unsafe because of you. And you now have to get injected with a poison, experimental, non-FDA approved vaccine. Even though you have lived this holistic lifestyle and you want to make sure, uh, you know, you know what's going into your body and you guard what goes into your body very closely. Well, now we're going to force you to inject yourself with a vaccine because of the obese Americans, because of all the other Americans who refuse to take responsibility for their own health. Ben Shapiro tweeted out, there was at least a case to be made for mask mandates before vaccine availability delay so as to allow for a vaccine. Now we have a vaccine. Someone needs to explain why the logic currently being applied for mask mandates does not apply to every single communicable disease. And Elijah Schaefer perfectly points out, because commentators such as yourself conceded ground to the authoritarians, trusting they would give you your rights back. That was the fatal error. You're smart. How did you miss this? Your rhetoric helped create this mess and you are still misleading your followers now. And it 100% is the soft conservatives who refuse to stand up immediately and say, hey, mask mandates are unconstitutional. Forced vaccines are unconstitutional and lockdowns are unconstitutional. Now we are looking to every single other country in the world that is being forced into another lockdown or forced to take these vaccinations as to what is going to be coming into America in the next couple of months because the average American was not strong enough to stand up for their rights. It's not fun to be the only person who's not wearing a face mask in an airport or a grocery store. It's not because people look at you like you're selfish, like you're a monster, like you're killing them. But guess what? Your health is not my personal responsibility. That's it. Again, I spent thousands of dollars 
every single year on supplements, on gym classes, on now water filters and air filters, because I understand that in order to not get sick, you have to take precautions and you have to take care of your body, not just when it gets sick, but all of the time. God tells us in the Bible to treat our bodies like temples. And you want to tell me now that I have to put this experimental vaccination in my body, which I have tried very hard to treat like a temple. And I'm now working to, you know, make healthier and healthier because some obese person who eats McDonald's every single day of their life and refuses to go to the gym because they got sick. Absolutely not. That is the mentality that I want people to have because it's not that we're selfish. It's not that we're killing other people. Everyone has their own personal responsibility for their health. Everyone can make their own decision on whether or not they want to get vaccinated. And if you do, that is your choice. Good for you. I don't care, but do not force it on me. Do not force it on my fellow Americans. And also, To those of you who are scared to stand up for your rights, stand up because it's already too late now. And maybe now we'll have a mass awakening and people will finally realize where we're at. But people should have been this pissed off and scared and understanding what the government was actually trying to do a year ago. They shouldn't have been wearing face masks in the grocery store a year ago. They never should have put face masks on their children and they never should have accepted these lockdowns. But because it was only one or two business owners who were willing to get fined and pushed back against the government and got arrested and jailed because enough people didn't stand up for their fellow American, those people took the fall. Those people by themselves had to be jailed and arrested and get fined. So when are we going to wake up as a country and stand up for our fellow American? Because at this point, it's not liberal versus Democrat versus Republican versus libertarian versus conservative. It's American with American against the elites. So we need to stand up for our fellow man and we need to stop being complacent and we need to stop being pathetic in this country and stand up for our freedoms and rights because they are never going to be given back to us. We have to take them back. Sorry for that rant. I just really needed to get all of that out because I'm so tired of people being afraid and scared. I'm tired of people saying, well, I'm just an average American. There's nothing I can do. No, I'm just an average American too. And guess what? I literally get on YouTube. I talk to a couple hundred people, but I leverage the platform that I have. I talk about things that I'm not supposed to talk about according to YouTube guidelines and policies. I risk getting kicked off of social media because it's worth it to tell the truth. I don't wear a face mask in the airport because if just one other person sees me not wearing it and is then inspired to not wear theirs, then I will have made a change in this country. So that is the mentality that I want every single American to have. You're not just an average person. You are the person who will take back your freedoms and rights. And you are the person who will save this country. And if taking off a face mask in your grocery store that says it's still required is that, you know, pivotal moment for you. And it's that big moment and movement in your life that will be enough to make a change. Because if you inspire just one other person and that person inspires one other person, it continues down and it's the the domino effect. Okay. So please stand up. Everyone wake up because I can't deal with this anymore. And I'm so tired of talking. I want people to take action. I've tried to take action in my own life. And that's how, again, in small ways, such as just telling people, Hey, guess what? The vaccine, maybe it's not as safe and as effective as we've been led to believe. Hey, uh, did you see this story about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden? Do you see how big tech is censoring things? Hey, I'm not going to wear a face mask because I read this study about how they're not effective. Have you ever heard of hypoxia before? Have you ever seen this study about how pathogenic bacteria that could kill children were found on their face masks? So all you guys have to do, go talk to your fellow American, end the division in our country, come together. We need to fight back because again, I've said this and I keep repeating myself over and over again, but repetition is key, right? 
The government will never, ever, ever give us our freedoms back. We have to take them back and we have to be strong enough to do that. Now, let's go ahead before we end the broadcast tonight and take uh, take a peek at uh, what's going on in foreign countries right now. Because we look to foreign countries to understand what's going to happen here in America. What's going on in the UK? Well, right now, journalists in the UK could face prison sentences of up to 14 years for leaking stories that now embarrass the government under plans to reform the Official Secrets Act. And that is from the Daily Mail. Now, the importance of this is, I guess there's no longer journalism in the UK. And what constitutes a story that could embarrass the government? Maybe a story like this. This is a tweet from uh, Charlie Kirk today. A public health report out of England shows that 63% of people who died of the Delta variant within 28 days of testing positive between February and June were at least partially vaccinated. Yet we're not allowed to question government mandates of the vaccine. Maybe that could kind of be a story that uh, embarrasses the UK government. But now if you report on that, if you try to report on the government corruption going on, you can be jailed. You know how we talked about how censorship will eventually bleed into real life? It's because we were looking at China. It's because in China, they've already instituted a social credit score. They have facial recognition software. Right now, Dan Bongino is talking about Pegasus. It's this new software where basically everyone's information can be accessed. And several world leaders are on the target list for this uh, specific software. And what does that mean? It means world leaders can now be blackmailed into forcing their people into a second lockdown, into keeping their people, uh, you know, with masks on for the rest of their life. I don't think they need to be blackmailed for that because these are people drunk on power, but that's exactly where we're at. Now that's what's going on in the UK. Let's take a peek at Australia. This clip has been circulating far and wide and I'm sure you've seen it already, but let's watch it again because I really want to hammer home what America will look like in what I would speculate less than a year maybe even less than six months, if we don't actually stand up. This is what's happening right now in Australia. Sydney will be in the grip of much tougher restrictions. The Premier clamping down on the stubborn Delta outbreak with what she's calling a no-regrets policy. And this is why. From a record 82,000 tests, the state today recorded 111 cases and tragically the third COVID death in this outbreak, a man aged in his 80s from the city's southeast. Across Greater Sydney, retail shops will now close. A small list of essential stores can remain open. Construction sites across the city shut down. And from midnight tonight, 110 suburbs across Liverpool, Fairfield and Canterbury-Bankstown will be sealed shut. That's 900,000 residents who can't leave their area, even for work. You heard that correctly. One 80-year-old man died, so they shut down the entire city of Sydney. On top of that, Australian health officers are telling citizens to not even talk to each other, even their next door neighbors, not even in the shopping center to prevent the, the spread of COVID-19. And it, this is the chief health officer of New South Wales, Australia. And again, that was that quote right there. Don't talk to your friends. Don't talk to your neighbors. Don't talk to anyone, even in the shopping center because of COVID-19. We're dehumanizing people at this point. That's exactly what the face masks were doing. And that's exactly what this um, 
again, this, this push and this movement to get people not to talk to each other and socialize is doing as well. Because you know what happens when people talk to each other? They start spreading information about what's actually going on. They start saying, hey, I got the COVID vaccine and I got sick for a month. I don't know if it really helped. Or hey, I got the COVID vaccine and then I got COVID and then I spread it to my whole family. I don't know if what the government is telling us is actually correct. We also had the New Zealand government come forward and say, don't trust anybody for medical information except for us. That was a clip that I wanted to play last week and never got to, but go look that up as well. Look at what's happening across the world right now. And if world leaders are strong enough to stand up against what I would call like the new world order, if you will, or the global elites right now who are trying to push this lockdown, these forced vaccines um, and this new lifestyle on the entire world. If there's a leader that is strong enough to push back against that, well, they end up dying. And again, too, a lot of people are speculating that's what happened to the Haitian president. A Bloomberg article from back in June, Haiti is the only country in the Western hemisphere without vaccines. Health officials say they don't know when the doses will arrive, blah, blah, blah. So basically, Haiti was a country that didn't have vaccines. And their president was talking about, you know, using holistic uh, approaches to uh, healing COVID. There was another African president who uh, was saying the exact same thing. From the Wall Street Journal, Haitian president assassinated. And then finally, the U.S. Embassy of Haiti, on behalf of the government of the United States, I am pleased that we can provide the first delivery of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine to the Haitian people. And of course, that was post-assassination. So there you guys go. Uh, again, I'm, that is just a speculation that a lot of people are making on the internet right now, that when you push back, you end up assassinated. I'm not saying that's exactly what happened and how he ended up dying or getting assassinated, but I'm just saying it's very interesting to follow that trail right there. On top of uh, all of that going on, we also have leaders, you know, populist leaders. We we thought that Boris Johnson was going to be this great leader, that he was going to stand up for the people of England, of the UK. Nope, not so much. Uh, he is now saying that proof of vaccination is going to be mandatory for entry to nightclubs and other venues where large crowds gather from the end of September. So there you guys go. There are those mandatory vaccine passports now being implemented in both France and the UK. But luckily, we have a lot of people uh, marching in opposition to, again, Macron's mandate. So you have a lot of people marching in opposition and just being very outspoken in regards to what's happening in Canada, in the UK, in France, all over the world, and here in America too. But I hope that we actually get boldened enough, emboldened enough to get out into the streets, go to DC and show our politicians, hey, we're going to march on DC and we're going to show you that we will not be locked down for a second time. We will not wear face masks. We will not allow you to destroy our economy anymore. We are taking back our freedoms and we are taking back our rights. That's what we need to do as Americans. We need to go peacefully march and show that we, the people have the power because there is power in numbers and we need to go and make our voices heard. And I don't care if all of these liberal media call it a super spreader event or say that there is an uptick in COVID after people marched on Washington. No, I'm done with the lies. I'm done with the media. I'm, we need to fight back. We need to stand up for our freedoms because no one will ever give them back to us. Just like no one will probably ever give us back a fair election. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Uh, these uh, photos came out last night after Joe Biden's town hall. This is from Donald Trump's last rally. And as you guys can see, that stadium is full to the brim. And this was Joe Biden's town hall last night. 
I don't even think this auditorium is half full. Looks like it's only press. And I'm sure the media will say, oh, well, it's because, you know, of COVID, blah, blah, blah. I don't know about that. It's probably because Joe Biden is so unpopular that no one would even go. And if they did, they would probably go to heckle him because nobody likes Joe Biden. There's an entire Twitter account called Joe Biden po uh, voters posting their L's. And it's a Joe Biden voter saying, I wish I hadn't vote voted for Joe Biden. My rent is higher. My gas is higher. Everything sucks. So that's the state of America right now. And I hope to have just emboldened and impassioned just one person on this broadcast tonight to stand up, to push back. If you have to get fired from your job because you didn't get vaccinated, then so be it. Reach out to me. My email is savsayscontact at gmail.com. Let me know. I'll talk about your story. I will try to help you out. I'm at the point where we need to start helping our fellow Americans. And if you get fired for not getting vaccinated because you wanted to have freedom over your own body, Reach out to me and let me know and I'll get you help. I'll do what I can because I'm done with this nonsense. I, we need to start helping our fellow Americans. And that wraps up tonight's episode of Rapid Fire. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and sticking with me. I know this was a long episode, but it was very, very essential. I appreciate you all. I'll see you guys next time.